Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Everybody, Mitzip Khan here. Thank you for tuning in to another fantastical episode of the Fintech Friday podcast. Uh, before we jump right into this week's episode, huge shout out to the Toronto Raptors for winning the Eastern Championships. As a kid that was born and raised here in Toronto, uh, this means the absolute world to me. And and yeah, having a Carter jersey from when I was a kid to now, this is um, this is incredible for the city. This is incredible for Canada. And hopefully uh, we win the championships. Um, if we do, uh, just a heads up, I might take a break uh, from the show, so we might not even get an episode if we win, um, which I think is understandable because this is going to be the first time in history that we've won. So that's just a heads up for everybody and uh slight nod to my uh, other Toronto Raptor fans that are, that are actually listening to the show. Uh, this week, we're super excited to have Philip Petrovsky from Progressa. He's going to be the very first of many of reoccurring guests that we're going to be having. Not Philip particularly, but more of more so of the companies um, that we do have on the show. But hey, maybe maybe Philip that'll be, be really awesome. So, uh, without any further ado, enjoy episode thirty three of the FinTech Friday podcast with Philip Petrovsky. Philip, thanks so much uh, for sitting down with me today, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, for sure. So Philip kind of already knows a little bit what Progressa is, and. Honestly, you guys are coming out with something I think is very exciting. Uh, you guys are coming up with uh, Progressive's annual state of the non-prime consumer study. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that and um, how you guys came with the formation of the study, why you guys are coming out with this? And yes, give us a little bit of rundown of this amazing study. Sure. Yeah. So um, we wanted to get a sense of how Canadians or paycheck to paycheck Canadians are feeling about their personal finances and about kind of the state of the economy and Canada in, as a whole. So we surveyed our user base or a subset of our user base and we got over 15 or close to 1500 responses and got some great insights, which uh, I can share with you. But one of the big ones that, uh, that really jumped out at us is 76% of paycheck to paycheck Canadians lack confidence in their banks uh, supporting them during financial difficulty. And that's really why Progressa exists. So great to see that we are filling a need. Unfortunately, there is that need, but at least we're filling it. So that was kind of a big one that came out. And there's some others that we can get into a little bit later. Yeah, no, that's, that's very exciting. I mean, the fact that now we have actually gave me the study a little bit ahead of time. So that I'm going to thank you for that. So let's look at looking at some of the stats. It's actually, it's, it's shocking, but not really surprising of, you know, how, when it comes to lending, when it comes to, you know, Canadians being in debt and, you know, and dealing with their expenses, like how kind of, they know using the bank is one of the options and they don't really know much about alternative lending, but even though they are using the banks, they're not happily using the banks. So that's probably one of the insights that I found, I was like, huh, interesting. I wonder how we can kind of, you know, help shift that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so really the banks cater towards a customer that fits a certain credit risk, right? Yeah. And as soon as that customer falls out of that credit risk profile, the bank can't really help them. And uh, that's why we developed the progressive score, which is Canada's leading alternative uh, credit score. Uh, where we're looking at other factors besides just their credit to see if, if we are able to help that individual out. And 
That's why, you know, one of the top things that we help customers with is actually credit card debt. And the banks, although I'm sure they would maybe want to help their, their customers out, just aren't able to, again, because they're looking at that traditional credit score. So uh, that's, again, where we come in. And that's really allowed us to help customers uh, when they need it the most. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. Could you just rehash a little bit more of how Progressa rates their credit scores and what other factors they look at aside from just uh, aside from the traditional credit score model? Yeah, so through the Progressa score model, we've really been able to develop an industry leading score that is looking at other behavioral characteristics. We have an in-depth chat with that customer many times. And we have a saying at Progress that your story matters, and it really does. And we understand that life happens. So we are looking at just at other things that are going to influence your ability to pay back a loan. And that's why we're able to approve a lot of individuals that would not be normally approved for a loan. And we really do specialize in the debt consolidation space. So we work with Canada's biggest collection agencies. And we can get into that in a sec here, but really yeah. we feel that the collection process is broken and our study reiterates that to us because for example, 29% of Canadians could handle not getting paid for three weeks, but 33% could handle getting paid for two weeks. So people are really living paycheck to paycheck. And if you do fall into a collection situation, the collection agency is there to collect money and they aren't in a position to lend you the money. They expect you to pay it uh, right there and then. But the reality is that Canadians do not have funds to just pay. So that's where we come in and we provide a lot of stress relief for those customers. And we actually also provide a lot of credit relief because uh, as soon as you get into the collections world, your credit score, your traditional credit score gets negatively affected. So if you get a progress alone, we're able to pay off that collections item, which instantly starts to rehabilitate your credit score. And as you pay us back, we report to the credit bureaus and then you're on your way to building better credit, which will hopefully then, you know, put you in a much better spot once you're done paying that loan off to us and hopefully get you on your way to a better financial future. Yeah. Which is incredible, right? Cause it's, um, I mean, expenses, debt, and just pretty much like reviving your terrible credit score. It's, it's, a, it's a tough enough challenge uh, as is. Uh, you did briefly mention on how broken the collections, I guess, system currently is. Could you just talk a little bit more about that? I mean, I'm not too familiar about it. I'm pretty sure uh, many of the audience members aren't really familiar about it. Could you just talk about how broken it is, how, and also how alternative financing and alternative lending can hopefully help create a new system or create a hybrid system that can help repair a lot of the inefficiencies that are currently in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the collections industry is looking for what is called a settlement offer, right? So that's something where you have agreed to pay the collection agency, the amount that you've negotiated with them. Right. But the reality is if you don't have that money, you're not going to be able to pay it back in our study. We found that 24% of, of paycheck to paycheck Canadians would have no way to pay for an unplanned emergency, uh, and another 25% would have to turn to their uh, friends or, or family. So half of our respondents really have no, they're not financially prepared for a difficult financial situation. So that being, if you are in collections, we would deem that you're in a difficult financial situation. So you have these collection agencies calling you repeatedly asking for 
for money that you owe them or to somebody else, and you really have no way of paying it. So that's where we see it being broken. And that's where we come in, right? So we will work or the agencies will work with us uh, to pass on that customer. We'll evaluate their situation. And in many cases, we can offer them a loan. So we'll pay off that debt and the collection calls stop. And then you have that consumer now really grateful. And that's actually one reason we have uh, some of the industry leading NPS score. If you're not familiar with NPS is it's net promoter score. So okay. we have uh, kind of customer satisfaction. The big banks are kind of in like the sub 10 range and our average NPS score is in the 50 range, which is considered pretty much world-class. And one of the reasons it's so high is, is again, because we are providing debt or stress relief at, you know, at a really difficult financial time where you've had a collection costs come left, right, right and center potentially. And now we've come in there, given you that loan, paid off that debt, and now you're dealing with us and you're paying back that loan on a monthly basis, which before we came into the picture, you just weren't able to do. We're giving the, the collection agencies a tool that they need, that the, that the customer needs. So it's a win-win for everyone. Right. I mean, it, it kind of speaks on like how we even started off this show, right? That you guys look at more aspects other than just like the traditional collections agency of like, hey, these are the 50 people that owe us money. You owe us money. So we're going to keep hassling you and keep harassing you until you pay us our back our money and not uh, unfortunately being as empathetic towards a lot of the people that do go in debt and you know the, the circumstance uh, that, that pretty much put them in debt in the first place, right? The fact that you guys are taking that under consideration and taking that under review when it comes to paying off everyone's debt. I mean, that in and of itself is, is very incredible. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, you know, that all kind of boils down to why we call, you know, good financial literacy, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like knowing good financial habits. So we make sure that when a customer comes into our ecosystem, you yeah. know, that we remind them and we educate them on the repayment process and on, on the credit score and the good things that are, are going to happen uh, when they're paying that loan back on time and that we are in their court and we want them to succeed and they really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a big pillar for us as well is driving financial literacy and, and hopefully that customer doesn't find themselves in that situation again in the future. Just, I mean, like based on like all the amazing people that you've helped out, uh, could you talk a little bit more on like, I guess, like give us your top five financial literacy tips uh, that you can kind of share with the audience. I think the top five, I mean, you de definitely working with a budget is key. Mm -hmm. Another one is, you know, paying yourself first. So really putting money aside for a financial emergency or, a, a, you know, an unknown expense that's going to come up will hopefully prevent you from getting into a collection situation. I think, you know, in general savings, when we say pay yourself first, you know, make sure that that money is going into another bank account. So you aren't even really tempted to ever touch that money. We actually have a, a blog, blog.progressive.com, where we share personal finance tips on a weekly basis. Uh, so those are just some of them, uh, but there's a lot of different strategies that you can do. Really, uh, another one is really your credit score, right? Your credit score is going to enable you to do a lot of good things. It can actually even affect employment, right? Uh, the ability to get a job is affected by your credit score. So really monitoring your credit score and understanding how you can negatively impact it and positively impact it is really important. But again, I've, I really suggest, uh, I, I would encourage individuals that are looking for simple but effective financial tips to go to our blog uh, and uh, check them out there. Awesome. Yeah. So it's uh, progressive.blog.com, right? 
Uh, blog.progressive.com. Blog.com. All right, cool, cool. How else can alternative lending help Canadians uh, when it comes to their expenses and also debts? I mean, like, I know we've briefly touched on it. So I guess, like, could you just paint the picture of um, how alternative lending is, uh, can become an alternative solution other than, you know, going to banks or going to like one of those fast cash, fast loan places? Yeah, I think for us, you know, we are uh, also big proponents of open banking, which really advocates for consumers owning their own financial information and not the banks. You know, the banks kind of hold your financial information close to heart. We use different uh, secure technologies uh, to leverage uh, with permission an individual's banking uh, data to, you know, assess their credit risk. Uh, but, you know, there is a movement towards open banking, which really does support alternative lending. Uh, in the end, in fintech in general is meant to be layered over top of, in my opinion, traditional uh, banking and payment services. And, and really, it's meant to give the consumer more choices. Uh, again, the banks provide a lot of individuals in Canada a product that works for them. But again, because of the credit scoring um, I guess restrictions they operate in, they can't meet everyone's needs. And that's where alternative lending can come in and other fintech solutions can come in to meet those needs that are simply not being met uh, by large uh, organizations that are meant to cater to a very specific uh, consumer. No, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I've, uh, I, I share the same opinion when it comes to fintech and how um, fintech is actually there to kind of work together with the existing the financial system that we currently have. And uh, yeah, no, um, I definitely, sh- I definitely share the same rally, co- uh, rally call when it comes to that. Uh, so I guess what to you, what would be some of the key takeaways uh, when it comes to the study? And I guess uh, what are the next kind of studies that you guys are planning to hopefully roll out and um, that we can kind of be excited for? Yeah. So uh, you did mention that this is our first annual study. So our plan is to actually, ask the same set of questions a year from now. Uh, we may add some new ones in there, but really we want to start comparing uh, year to year uh, how things are trending. Uh, so we look forward to doing that uh, and seeing you know, how certain economic factors are, are influencing um, the average Canadian consumer. So you can definitely expect uh, that in the future of seeing you know, year to year comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the biggest one. And again, for us, we're simply trying to, uh, we're simply there to provide a solution that Canadians really need uh, and, and they need it in a time that, uh, that uh, you know, they may feel helpless and we are there to help them. Uh, so you can look forward to us uh, continuing to help uh, tens of thousands of Canadians from coast to coast. Awesome. No, I, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited about that. Uh, before I let you go, there are a couple of, where I think are interesting stats where I kind of hopefully you can kind of um, ex- expand a little bit more on it and, you know, hopefully sh- share with the audience of like, you know, um, how alternative financing can be a possible solution, right? Like you, you might like, you know, a couple, a couple ones that you mentioned was, um, you know, planning for an emergency expense, right? Actually having a rainy day fund uh, mm-hmm. and, and making sure that, you know, you have a sufficient amount of money where you, where you can kind of keep you afloat for a little bit. Um, just in case of an emergency, um, trying, I'm scrolling through here. Uh, there was a interesting one where um, a lot of people. So 
there's a, there's a majority of people that are actually uh, putting money into their RSP or the TFSA, which I find um, pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm unfortunately one of those people. I mean, I always forget uh, to actually put money aside <laughs> for both those funds. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. I, and honestly, from personal experience, the easiest, best way to do it is set it and forget it. Right. Mm-hmm. Set up, set up auto withdrawal from your account for either RSP or TFSA or just a savings account. If, you're saving for a vacation or something uh and just set it set it and forget it uh it'll come out again that's all about paying yourself first um and then check back in a few months and you'll be pleasantly surprised that there's money in that account that you may have even forgotten that you were saving for and that is the easiest way to do it um yeah you can nowadays with your phone you can just do it from your phone you can set up multiple savings goals for example um and yeah you're good to go set it and forget it Awesome. So uh, I'm going to throw the question to you. Um, what excites you the most of when it comes to alternative lending? Um, you know, we, we've, we've talked about helping paying off your expenses, helping pay off your debts, um, you know, minimizing the amount of collection calls that you get uh, throughout the hour. Uh, so Philip, what about alternative lending uh, excites you the most? Yeah. So we just released uh, our first um, customer testimonial video uh, that's available on our social channels. And it really, that video highlights to me the work that we're doing and what gets me the, what, what gets me the most excited is that we are making a real difference uh, through alternative lending in people's lives, right? So these individuals really can at times feel helpless or very stressed. And we are their, I guess, their savior in some cases. And so just, just, and we get a lot of really positive uh, feedback through our MPS survey. Uh, and, you know, over and over again, you'll hear that people really appreciated the fact that, you know, we gave them a chance uh, and they're just really grateful. And when you hear how appreciative people are, uh, you understand how important alternative lending is and that the work that we're doing really is making a difference. And, you know, it just reminds me again of how, how important fintech uh, is uh, for the greater good of uh, Canada and the world. No, I absolutely agree. Thank you. Uh, you know, thank you so much for all the amazing work that you guys are doing at Progressa and, uh, you know, and, and the amazing work that you guys are going to be uh, doing in the future. Uh, what would be the best way to either reach out to you personally, if they have any uh, specific questions or uh, places that they can kind of get the study? Uh, yeah, um, you can follow us uh, on Twitter, Progress uh, uh, Canada, uh, or I mean, you can follow me at uh, Phil Postro on Twitter, P-H-I-L-P-O-S-D-R-O. Uh, you can connect on LinkedIn, follow Progress on LinkedIn, uh, all those social channels we monitor and we're engaged with on a regular basis. So feel free to connect and reach out if you have any questions and uh, look forward to answering any uh, questions that, that do come out. Perfect. Philip, uh, thank you so much for uh, sitting down with me today. And I'm super excited to talk to you uh, a year from now and see what changes we have in the study. You're welcome. And uh, go Raptors, go. Yeah, go Raptors, go. You've been listening to Fintech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest Fintech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.